and welcome to another episode of the Umbra Podcast. My name is Amanda, and I'm your host for today's episode. I work as an advisor for our U.S. office, helping students through the pre-departure process before their study abroad experience. Today, we have some wonderful guests with us from the fall 2023 semester. Hi, um, I'm Julia Newman. I'm from Utah, and I go to school at Bates College in Maine. Uh, hi, I'm Emily. I'm from Stanford, Connecticut, and I go to UConn Stanford. Thank you, Emily and Julia, for being here today. I really appreciate it. So in this episode, we're going to discuss a little bit about the pre-departure process, but a side of it that may not be discussed as frequently, um, and that is how to prepare beyond submitting all forms, obtaining a visa, completing the pre-departure orientation. It's about how you prepare yourself mentally, um, what you were feeling in that time leading up to your time abroad. So I personally remember when I was a student getting ready to study abroad for the first time, and even though I was so excited, I was so anxious at the same time. Um, I was about to board a plane to fly across the Atlantic Ocean and an unfamiliar fa- to an unfamiliar place with unfamiliar faces. Uh, I remember I kept checking for my passport every time I opened up my bag on the way, and once in the airport and even on the plane, I would sporadically get up and check for it. Um, So can both of you start by sharing with our listeners how you're feeling in the 24 hours leading up to your departure for Italy? Um, Yeah, I definitely resonate with the passport um, thought. My parents were also very stressed that I was going to lose my passport. Um, I also think I had a bit of a unique experience coming abroad and leading up to this abroad because I went to Chilean high school. So I kind of have had that experience with being abroad before. So the 24 hours felt familiar to me leading up to it, but I was still very nervous. Um, But it really helped to know that things would work out as they had before. Um, And my parents were super helpful with helping me feel a little less anxious. Um, And honestly, I had a lot of packing and stuff to do in the last 24 hours too, so that helped the stress go away because I had other things that I was worried about. Uh, in my case, um, I haven't, like, studied abroad before, so this was the first time I was going, like, to a whole nother country, away from my family, from all my friends, and it was kind of nerve-wracking, but also really exciting, because it was, like, my first time getting to be, like, independent and, like, doing things on my own, but I definitely agree with you that it's, like, doing the last-minute shopping, like, driving around, going everywhere, making sure I have everything, and... Also, big thanks to my mom for helping me pack my suitcase because I wouldn't know what to do without her. Um, But definitely, it was kind of like stress or like at least a little bit of stress. But in my case, it was like, I know that night I did not get a lot of sleep because I had to wake up really early to say bye to like my grandma and my dad and my mom because they all like worked early. But then driving over to the airport, it was like... A really calming sensation because I'm like okay everything is packed I'm ready like I need to check for my passport literally every time I open my bag like make sure I have my passport my wallet like everything I need was in there so kind of seeing it was like okay I have everything I'm all set let's go there's a little bit of a sense of once everything's packed and you're going to the airport you know, you can't control it at that point, you know. You don't really have time to stop at the store. Your suitcase is already at the weight limit, so you can't add anything else. So you're like, okay, if I've got it now, I've got it. If I don't if I don't have it, I'll either figure out how do I obtain it abroad or how do I 
kind of live without it for the next four months. So there is a little, I, I, I resonate with that calming feeling. It's a little bit eerie to feel so calm after such a high <laughs> period of stress. Um, so you both talked a little bit about your parents and your families being supportive and helping you. Um, was there anyone else in your life that helped you through this kind of pre-departure process mentally? Anyone um, you may be... Or anything you wish they knew differently with how they supported you? Definitely, I would say, like, my manager from work. So I work at, like, a grocery store just as, like, context. And when I told her that I was going away, she was really excited because she also went to the school that I go to currently. And she's Italian. So when I told her, I'm like, oh, I'm going to Italy. She's like, okay, so you need to do this. You need to do that. Like, she was giving me all sorts of advice. And then she's like... Just make sure that you have, like, fun, that you, like, balance work or, like, schoolwork with your social life and just enjoy the time that you have there because it's only three months out of your entire life that you're spending, like, away, so. Um, yeah, I would say my parents definitely were probably the biggest support with the getting ready process. Um, and also, similarly... A lot of random strangers like I'd be in the store or something buying a phone converter or something else like that something niche for being in Italy and they'd ask me what I was doing and I say I'm going abroad and then everyone would be like oh my god you're gonna have the best time like you have to do this like where are you going all of this so a lot of people just being so positive about the experience to come which was really cool that's awesome to hear that there were the people outside of outside of your like immediate circle that we're still rooting for you and wishing for you to have a positive experience. I know that that is something that not every student gets. So I'm, I'm very, I'm glad that you were able to experience that. I know that there are students out there who don't always have such a, such strong support networks. Um, so is there anything that maybe for those students who don't necessarily have the support system that the two of you had, is there anything you would say to them about maybe there were times where you felt like you had to rely on yourself during this process, something that you had to do for yourself that would be helpful for a student without a strong support system to know that they're able to get through? I mean, honestly, things kind of like this podcast or like going on YouTube and Googling things about the city you're going to, or if you're going to Prussia, like Googling things about Prussia or people's lives or experiences there abroad. Um, I think that was definitely really helpful for me to just know that there's real people and humans and like human experiences. Um, yeah. And also potentially, um, I know that my school's global education uh, office is a really helpful resource. When I was stressed about going abroad, I could go to them. So if a student has that as an opportunity at their sending school, that could also be a helpful resource. Yeah, definitely. Like if I had to give like a piece of advice was don't be afraid to like be your own like advocate. Because I know that like from my personal experience, knowing that like there weren't going to be other people who are like, okay, like, she needs, like, this, this, this. Like, being able to ask questions and not being afraid to say, look, I don't want to do this. I'd rather, like, do this instead. And, like, following your own instincts in, like, certain situations, it's definitely something that you need to be aware of because you're, like, if you're not coming here with anyone, like, knowing other people, then you need to rely on, like, yourself and also, like, 
trust your feelings and like what you're doing is like the right choice for yourself. What were some of those resources that either you used or you didn't use, but for that self-advocacy? Um, I know Julia mentioned her study abroad office. Were there any other potential resources that you could think of that would be beneficial for self-advocacy? Yeah, I mean, for me, it was like also my global resources because um, my advisor was really great. She was telling me, okay, like try and like Google these. Also like talking like to like my parents, of course, just being like, you need to be able to like get in these situations and not be afraid to like, not like get into confrontations, but also like if you need to like defend yourself, then definitely do that. And I think the biggest like resource for me was my sister. Cause she, um, she goes to school in Rhode Island and she has to drive like back and forth like two hours, like to get to, like to come home and then to go back to school. But she's like done a lot of stuff like on her own. So talking to her and being, and like kind of telling her that like, okay, I'm kind of nervous to like, what if I get into like a fight with somebody there? Or like, what if I need something and I don't know who to ask? And she's like, just go ahead and ask. Like, she's one of those people who's like, okay, it's only, like, one question, it's not going to kill me. So it's, like, being able to, like, kind of get rid of that fear and just, like, push yourself to do those things, it just, it kind of works out for me. Do you think that there's a way, so you talk about fear that kind of can exist while you're in country during your study abroad experience, but I think that may come also sometimes for some students from a place of fear that existed prior to leaving, you know, in that pre-departure kind of phase. Mm -hmm. What would you say maybe helped you during that time to, beyond, you know, beyond what we've already discussed, um, reduce that fear? Was it maybe figuring out what activities you wanted to continue abroad and how to do that? Was it getting in contact with other students, potentially, if there were other from your school? Um, were there anything you guys did to kind of minimalize or even eliminate any fears that you may had? Um, what I did was really funny enough. I went on Google Maps and I searched up like Umbra and like the whole city and just like going on the like you know the 360 view and it's like you can see the whole street. Yeah. So just looking around and I'm like okay I could go to this place if I need one thing or just like familiarizing myself like visualizing what the town would look like so I know what to expect when I get there. Really funny enough, like, I think I've told one person about this and they're like, why would you do that? And I'm like, well, what else do you expect? Like, I don't know where I'm going. At least having an idea of, like, what it, everything is going to look like, what's the whole layout will just, like, help me feel more comfortable and, like, being able to walk around and, like, navigate on my own. Totally. I did the same thing, actually. <laughs> uh, it was really helpful to get my bearings a little bit. Yeah. Um, and something else I did, I knew a student who came here last fall, and she was super, super generous and gave me a whole list of recommendations for like places to go and things to do, which was really reassuring um, to know that I wasn't going to be completely lost. And then another thing that I really tried to do was bring things from home that make me feel good or like certain like habits um abroad with me so like make sure I brought my Kindle so I could like read and stuff like that so in those moments of inevitable like uncertainty when you're abroad like then you have like the things that you can rely on that you always have 
I didn't ever did the Google the Google Maps thing, but I did the TikTok. I did TikTok when I first came to Peruja. I will like would search Peruja and watch videos oh, yeah. of like people walking around the city. And I remember when I first showed up, I was like, Oh, I remember seeing that arch on a on a video. I, I know where yeah. I'm located now. Um, so getting yourself right in that sense of familiarity and starting to feel like, okay, this is where I'm going to be, and you know, definitely bringing something from home. I think that a lot of times. In the packing process of pre-departure, you're so focused on what do you need for school and what do you need for like survival, whether that's personal items or clothes or whatnot, that you forget about survival for your mental health and you forget about, okay, what, it, what, what do I have in my home that makes me feel comfortable, that makes me feel at ease? You know, I always have a picture of my family with me when I travel. You have your Kindle. Emily, I don't know if you have something with you in that sense, but... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I brought, funny enough, I brought, like, this big, like, my sister loved, like, squishmallows, like, those really fluffy, like, stuffed animals, yeah. and she bought me one, like, like, a year ago, and I always, like, have it on my bed, and my mom loves it, too, so when I told her, I'm like, okay, mom, I have to stick this in here, and she's like, okay, so I brought it with me, and it's, like, it's, like, this little orange, like, it's so cute, and I'm like, okay, I just need to, like, have this, so sometimes, like, if I'm just laying in bed, I can just, like, hold it, and I'm like, okay, we're good, and I can just go on my laptop, watch movies, and it just feels really comforting. That's awesome to hear. So, Julia, I know earlier you mentioned you're from Utah. Um, what, so did the idea of being abroad in a city impact how you prepared for this experience? Um, yeah, um, definitely, so... For those who aren't familiar with it, Utah, I don't know, I live in a part of Utah that's a super small town. Um, yeah, it's just a super tiny ski town. And I was really nervous to be in a big city abroad. And Perugia isn't as big as other cities in Italy like Rome or Florence, um, which is honestly part of the reason why I chose this program, because I knew the group was smaller, I knew the city was smaller, and that was something that was really important to me. Um, and... I was really nervous to be in a city because I've never really lived in a city before. My college is in a super small town, also in the mountains, and I I didn't really know like what it was gonna be like. So it was it felt like a really big adjustment, but at the same time I knew that there were places around me that I could go to if I was really craving the nature. Um, yeah, so it had a big influence on the program that I picked because I knew that. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be able to survive if I was in Rome for the whole time or something like that. So it was definitely something that went into a lot of consideration um, when choosing my program. But I've loved living in a city. It's fun. <laughs> and you just go to Punta Vista and you look and you see the mountains and you're like, yeah. oh, I feel at home again, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, not only for you, I know you have a little more experience with cities. Mm-hmm. How did maybe knowing, I don't know if Peru is smaller than the cities you have experience with, uh, it's about the same size, okay. actually, like, walking around, like, the first day when we had to go, like, from our apartment to the fountain to take that, like, huge, like, group photo, like, walking through the city, it just kind of reminded me of, like, what my hometown is like, because I have to commute to get to, like, my school, it's, like, maybe a five, ten minute bus ride, so it's, like, familiarizing myself with, like, it just reminded me a lot of home, which really helped me, like, with the homesickness, because I'm, like, oh my gosh, I don't know where I'm going to be for the next three months. It's kind of scary, but it's, like, knowing that, like, there are some things that, like, remind me of home, like, throughout the city, it's really nice. Now, to kind of just 
thinking back on you're about three months we're entering month three right of it's November 1st right yeah month three um of being abroad you guys just came back from your break looking back at yourself in um July August what is one piece of advice that you would give your old self um, about how they were feeling, how to prepare uh, about this all, this whole experience. Um, there's this phrase that has been thrown around by a lot of my friends who are currently abroad, which is something that a lot of us have said to one another if one of us has like had an off day or felt a little homesick or something like that. And it's that nothing you do when you're abroad can be any sort of waste of time. And I like to like think about that if I'm like not feeling good or like if I'm like when I first got here and I was transitioning into living in Prusia, it's just everything here and everything you're doing is so it takes a lot of courage to go live in a country that you're not from. And it everything that you get out of the experience is great. And everyone here has been so friendly and supportive with that. And I think that is something that I would have wanted to tell myself before I arrived, just like to know that everything I would do is going to be great and it'll all work out even in the scary moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my like one or two pieces of advice would be like, don't be afraid to say yes or like push yourself in certain situations. Like, for example, um, when I first met my roommates, we were talking about like what we were going to do while we were here and meeting a whole bunch of people and just making plans they're like hey let's go to this place or like I think what was it the second or third week of the program we're like why don't we all go to the Amalfi Coast like let's go to Salerno and I'm like sure why not (laughs) just being like comfortable enough with yourself to like enjoy the experience and just like go through like this whole process and like being able to say like okay this sounds fun I want to go there's nothing stopping me so I'm okay to do it and also, I think, what's that? I don't know how, like, if I'm saying it right, but that quote that's like, it's not the destination, it's the journey. So just being able to, like, kind of think about it where it's, like, Perugia as, like, or, like, the whole, like, getting back home is, like, the destination or, like, going and then coming back, but also everything that, like, kind of goes in between Because it's like, to me, I just think about it like a roller coaster ride. There are going to be ups, there are going to be downs. But no matter what, like, I'm going to go home and I'm going to be able to look back at this and show all my friends and family, like, all the amazing people I've met, like, all the pictures I've taken. And I'm like, look at where I went. I did this. And, like, you never really think that, like, you could have an opportunity like this. But just being able to say, like, screw it, let's try it out and see what happens. And just being able to like look at it and just appreciate it for what it's worth. I think in some sense, you know, there is no final destination Mm -hmm. in a way with study abroad, you know. It starts the moment you start thinking about, I want to go abroad, and that that pre-departure point of things of how do I prep, how do I get everything done, you know, logistically, and then for yourself, that's part of the journey. The being here is part of the journey. And then in some sense, the journey never ends because when you go home, you continue to talk about it, you continue to learn and reflect on the experiences you had here. And in some way it will, you know, for everyone it's different, but it's going to impact and it's going to shape kind of where you go next once you return from Perugia. Um, So thank you both for sharing that advice.
I think that they're, it's wonderful advice. I think it's going to be really helpful to future students. Um, and I hope that future students listening to this podcast feel a little bit more at ease as they plan for their semester abroad. So thank you both for being here. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us. <laughs>